Welcome to the alternative. Radiant at questions virtual reality. Sponsored by ISEDN.org. Is there life beyond the big four search engines? Are webmasters spending more than they need to? Or leaving money on the table? What opportunities exist on the margins? Spend the next hour exploring paid and free alternatives to the major search engines. Now, step into the alternative with your host, Jim Hedler. Welcome to the alternative for like Thursday, April the 19th. It's uh, mid-tour time. We're, uh, we're kind of in between SES in New York and AdTech in San Francisco. So this is a, a rare and relaxing week back home. Um, except for Dave, of course, who isn't back home yet. Dave is still halfway between uh, Victoria and New York. Dave, you're in Calgary. Well, what are you doing in Calgary, dude? <laughs> Well, right now I'm uh, sitting around with uh, with five kids, five adults, trying to get a little peace for the radio show here. Uh, oh, come you know, on. They must somewhere love that you're on the radio. They must be looking good. at you going, oh, my God, he's on the radio. <laughs> he's famous. Um, he's famous. Oh. <laughs> Can I have your autograph, Daddy? <laughs> I think they know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, and taking, uh, taking a couple days here, just went up to the West Edmonton Mall and stuff like that, a little R&R uh, in between answering the flurry of emails, as you know, as, as you received after SES as well, I'm sure. OMG, yeah. So just for the American audience out there, that's what we in Canada do for recreation. We, um, we go to the mall. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Doing our bit. Yep. Keeping commerce um, alive. Um, yeah, how did you, uh, how did you uh, enjoy SES? Oh, I think I enjoyed SES just, like, way too much. I had a great deal of fun. And um, if I could give a shout-out to everybody that I saw or spoke with or had fun with um, or met with or chatted with or learned something from, we'd be speaking about it for the rest of the entire show. Um, but we've got a great show coming I mean, You were there. You've you, you got to be at these events. You've you got to, to understand what happens there and to keep up with the industry and people in it. You've you, you got to go to these things. You really do. It's a, a huge learning experience during the day and then the night. My friends tell me I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> and we did our show last week. We did our show live. And we were bumped up a couple of hours because of the uh, they were tearing. They were going to be tearing down the uh, trade show floor um, at four p.m. on Thursday, and that was a, that was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be, eh? That was. It's. Uh, I'm used to having a computer and a desk to take notes, and and you'll sort of lose that ability. As anybody who was listening might have caught in me there a couple times where I was pausing for a few seconds. Um, you know, it's much easier with paper, but definitely a, a really cool experience, and I I look forward to doing it again. Well, yeah, and for everyone who was at the show and who made it such a great experience, um, huge love to you all. It was it was um, expansive and wonderful, and uh, I'm going to be remembered for years to come. At least until the next one, <laughs> which is for me next week, Ad Tech. Um, and it's actually kind of neat because both WebmasterRadio.fm and um, our sponsors, the ISEDN, are, are going to be at Ad Tech. Um, so, friends, whoever's going to be in San Francisco le- next week, look for the booth. Um, Webmaster Radio, I'm not sure if actually we have a booth there. I think we might. Um, but definitely look for the Webmaster Radio microphones and look for the ISEDN.org booth, um, especially if you're in the market for... Um, some less expensive uh, click click fraud free um, advertising options. Um, speaking of clicks, Dave, something really interesting happened at 5 p.m. Pacific time last Friday. I remember this because uh, you you uh, your wife and I were just we were heading out for supper, and I got I got a call from from Barry, the producer. Um, 
Google releases a uh, press release, 5 p.m. Pacific, that they bought DoubleClick for $3.1 billion. Leave it to Google to put it at the time that, uh, you know, we all should be enjoying our weekends. Well, um, I mean, that's the kind of thing you always put out late. You want to put it out after the stock market's closed, and you want to uh, put it out. You don't want anyone getting half the story. So if you're going to put it out, you put it out in the late afternoon. But it, was, it is really annoying the way that happens. I mean, I felt guilty while we were having supper. I felt I should have been, like, researching and writing the whole time. But instead, you were enjoying a fantastic meal. Um, I was. But yes, yes, and that's, that's just absolutely huge news. Um, now, what's your take on it? I think you and I have had, had a couple MSN discussions about this since then, um, and whether it's uh, about the technology or whether it's, um, you know, to, to keep it away from other people is, is one of the theories out there. Um, what are your thoughts on that tangent? Well, I think it's all of the above, actually. I, I don't think Google gets into anything by half measures. Um, when they uh, when they went after DoubleClick, they they entered the contest to to purchase DoubleClick late. Um, I think it was only about two weeks ago that they that it publicly publicly came out in Market Watch that they were um, interested in purchasing it. Um, it as Bambi Francisco said the other day, it absolutely completes the circle. Um, Google now controls virtually, um, if not controlling, has its fingers in virtually every aspect of online advertising. And I think the, the figure that's going around out there now is um, if the FTC allows the purchase, Google's going to control 60% or more of the annual ad line, online ad spend. Um, so, I mean, in some ways, obviously, Google had to do this. Um, it's, it's, it's good for their business model going forward. It's exactly what they said they, were, they would be doing, except, of course, when they said they were going to concentrate on being a pure search company. Um, <laughs> And most importantly, it keeps their rivals, Yahoo and Microsoft, spinning to try to find another direction or another um, uh, 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 another way to grab a piece of the online advertising pie. Um, so I think it's a little bit predatory on Google's part, and that's that's business. Um, I think it was smart of Google to purchase this. There's some incredible inventory in DoubleClick. The uh, the data and the information they're about to get is phenomenal. Um, and and I, I I know myself and pretty much any other technologist would just want to look at that, look at that data. Um, and, um, yeah, I think this, this is really good. This is obviously good for Google moving into serving television advertising. And um, I, I heard once that they were thinking of getting into billboard advertising, and I don't see why this couldn't apply to that as well. Now, the thing that I want to ask you about as an SEO, Performix is owned by DoubleClick, which is now owned mm. by Google, and they're an SEO company. How does that make you feel? You know, it's it's actually funny. I was doing uh, a bit of research to have the uh, to have the discussion with uh, Stephen Spencer a little later today. Uh, ended up coming across Eric Schmidt speaking at the uh, the Web 2.0 summit, um, and and he actually that was brought up um, was you know how how is it that you Google can actually you know <laughs> own an SEO firm, which which essentially they now do SEO SEM. Uh, it seems really unclear what they're even going to. do do with it at this point. Um, as an SEO, I'm not overly concerned about it at, you know, at this stage. I can't really see Google, I mean, just because of the obvious conflicts of interest going on there, um, I can't really see them hanging on to it. I don't know what they'll do. If they're smart, they'll take those guys and actually put them into, um, you know, into the Google search side going, okay, game our system. Go. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you love it'd that? be, it'd be oh brilliant. Have some, have some good that. solid veteran oh, SEOs in there to gain their system and oh, find yeah. the holes and, and do the cloaking. And 
um, you know, figuring out those those sorts of angles. I would guess that's probably what they're going to do with it. It just doesn't make sense for them to have a, an SEM firm and the profit on that would be so low relative to Google's, um, you know, overall bottom dollar that it just doesn't make sense to put that conflict of interest up. Needless Indeed. Indeed. And when people thought of DoubleClick, they didn't think of SEO. They, they're they're no. thinking the banner and the display ads. Exactly. Punch the monkey, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, well, I'm going back well, a couple of years. Now they're much Google better definitely, now than they were definitely then. punch the monkey square in the jaw here. This, this ain't jumping the shark. This is, this is certainly hitting the monkey. <laughs> now, something <laughs> I wanted to bring up, because we were touching on it a bit earlier, um, but you wanted to bring up DoubleClick, which moving right along to be brought here. up. Um, um, but speaking of things that, that, that grab the eye as punch the monkey, I was hitting the site Pro News today. You captured two of the things I absolutely love. Um, on it, and, and so I wanted to bring up because we brought it up last week at the show. But the new launch of uh, of Site Pro News, my favorite. Still love the Matrix. The image on there. Who came up with that, Jim? Well, actually, you know what? Today, I, today I ripped off Todd Malakot off Stunt Double. He wrote this. Um, well, let's take a step back. Uh, this is we're talking about the new daily magazine, SitePronews.com, which um, I'm fortunate enough to be the executive editor of. Um, and we've been publishing a, uh, a daily news mag for um, three full working weeks now. Today, I think I'm, I'm really proud of our front cover, and I'm really proud of the edition. Um, we took, Todd Malakot put what I'm thinking is the most comprehensive look at search engine optimization and search engine optimization tools um, that I've seen. I mean, it's a 2,700-word uh, or more article um, that he, pu- he put up at Stunt Double. So, um I sort of lifted it and its graphic um, and threw it in Site Pro News today. I'm hoping to give it a whole bunch more circulation. Of course, I'm verbally and in print sourcing back to Stunt Double. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm immensely proud of Site Pro News. I think this is a great edition today. But, you know, the last um, 15 of the last 16 editions we put out have been great editions, and then there was that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of this. And I'd like to invite people to go check out SitePronews.com. Um, I'm hoping this is going to become a destination site in the daytime. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely posted by 7 a.m. Pacific, so about 10 about 10 a.m. Um, Eastern time. And uh, if it takes off, we have another fairly loud voice out there in the community. It's excellent. I mean, you know, I, I've been reading it for uh, for a good couple of years before any affiliation with uh, with them through the radio show, and uh, yeah, definitely recommended reading for. Uh, anybody interested in SEO or, you know, who's just a geek looking for some looking for some help or advice? Well, and I, I do want to emphasize, this isn't the traditional Site Pro News, known, yeah, Site Pro News newsletter. Um, that goes out three times a week, and it goes out to um, over 500,000 subscribers um, every mail blast. This is a daily news magazine. Uh, the newsletter go, uh, is its own product. It's, it's gonna, Mel's going to continue publishing it on the same schedule. Um, with the same high-quality information, but this is, again, an expansion of um, the news resources at Jade Online. And, uh, and again, we're, we're really proud to, 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 to bring it out. You did a good job. You did well, a good thank job. Thank you, sir. I remember it um, and, and, you know, I moving into now. next week, um, moving into ad tech, uh, um, it's going to be rough putting it out, but um, there's going to be so many stories there, I, I, I can't wait to dig in there. Um, you know, there's another conference happening right now as we speak, the um, O'Reilly's Web 2.0 conference, and our second guest, Stefan Spencer. Stefan Spencer, is, uh, he's been providing coverage from Web 2, the Web 2.0 coverage in 
uh, in his blog, um, uh, Stefan Spencer's Scatterings. Um, he's going to be our second guest. Our first two guests are actually coming back from a previous show because we had so much to talk about. We uh, kind of ran out of time with them. And that's Matt and Phil from, uh, from Net Applications. But before we go to that, I've just got a signal from our, from our producer. We have to take a break. So um, this is Dave and Jim. We'll be back on the alternatives on webmasterradio.fm in a few moments. We just got to pay some bills first. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is... Well, ingenious. Ingenio Papercall delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays per new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash webradio. That's Ingenio.com slash webradio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. And now, transport back into the alternative on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Hey, welcome back to Alternatives here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, and like I said, just before you went into break, we're... Uh, we're joined by Matt and by Phil from uh, Net Concepts. We had so much to, I'm sorry, netapplications.com. We had so much to talk about with these guys last time they were on the show. What was it, a couple, couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, guys, um, that, that we decided to bring them back again. Matt and Phil, welcome back. Thank you. Hey, how are you doing? Excellent, excellent. Um, how are things with Net Applications? Um, where, where did we leave off last time anyway? Uh, you know, I think we just did a pretty broad overview of the company and, and drilled into a few specific things that we were up to. Um, you know, talked a lot about our flagship product, uh, hitslink.com, which is a web analytics product. Mm-hmm. That's right. We were going to actually, I was, I was interested in moving into Publish Plus, first warning, um, talking a little bit more about Hitslink, and, you know, talking a bit about the experiences of the last couple of months. It's been, uh, you guys have been busy. Yes, yeah. We're always busy, always developing new stuff. Um, you know, one of our big initiatives right now is that uh, we're, we're looking at ways to expand our market in, for Hitslink. And so we've, we've taken an approach of um, offering, uh, you know, a free service for profile users, and, that, that ex- and we're seeing a lot of success with that. And we're also taking a strategy of moving to another level of product with Hitslink, which we're calling Hitslink Platinum, which is for much larger companies than we than we typically service today. So, what will you be measuring? What's um, Hitlink Platinum, especially? You're, you're talking the, lar- the large corporate sites. 
What are they looking for in an analytics package? Well, you know, they're looking for a lot of things. Um, you know, it goes it goes far beyond just measuring your traffic levels and your refers. Um, people are looking to 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 measure their ad spends. They they want to see what their conversion rates are, and and they want to be able to segment that data, you know, by region, and uh, they they want to you know ultimately get to an ROI. You know, specifically, if I spend you know a thousand dollars on a particular keyword, you know, what's that going to do for me? You know, how does that play out in terms of, you know, how many transactions I did? And those transactions could be anything. You know, it could be a sale, but a lot of times our customers are looking to, you know, for instance, you know, do, you know, a download. You know, for instance, some of our larger company, you know, our larger customers are specifically interested that their, their product gets downloaded. So it's not really a sale, it's just a transaction. And so, you know, how much are you spending? How does that play out? Where, you know, what search engines are, are the most effective for you? You know, is Google better than Yahoo? You know, is that better than Microsoft? Those are the kind of questions. Hi, Dave here. I have a quick question. Um, now, I, I've, of course, taken a, taken a look through it, and that's a, it is a really interesting product, but you're getting into the you know, discussing the conversion side. Um, I have my feelings as, as an SEO uh, on why I might choose one over the other, um, but for our listeners or, or for somebody who is not in the know, why would I pay to have your product versus using Google Analytics, having it track my conversions for me, uh, and use a free product through, uh, through that tangent of, of products? Right, it, that's a, and that's a great question, and there's a number of aspects to, to that answer, and, but I'm going to focus primarily on, on what I consider the most important one, which is that, that Google has an inherent conflict of interest where you know, they're providing you data on how they're doing, and they're providing you data, potentially it takes some setup, but on how their competitors are doing. So you're spending your money with Google, and you're getting results from Google. And, and as most SEOs know, Google provides very little visibility in terms of like what clicks are actually, you're actually paying for. You, you get like a you know, summary bill, but you don't see individual clicks because they don't want to expose that. It's, you know, so you know, people that are trying to like, do click fraud can't see what's working and what's not working. So, you know, with that, you know, we provide, you know, Hitslink provides a click-by-click analysis of what's coming to your site. Um, so, you know, but getting back to the conflict of interest is that, you know, imagine a situation where, uh, you know, you're using Google Analytics and, and you really, you know, people really have to understand what they're doing with, when, they, when they use Google Analytics. Google is getting data on your website that is beyond traffic. It is, they're getting your conversion rates, they're getting your ROI, and with that data, uh, they know a lot about you, and they know, for instance, you know, what you're willing to pay. You know, what's, what, what are these clicks worth to you? And, and I'm not saying Google is, you know, using that data specifically to raise rates or anything, but they are collecting that data, and a lot of people are uncomfortable with that. And, you know, imagine a situation where <clears throat> you go to a, you're going to buy a car, and you go to a car salesman, and you provide a complete financial picture to the salesman before you negotiate price. And then the salesman knows what you're willing to pay at that point. And that, that is an inherent conflict of interest that a lot of people are uncomfortable with. They, you know, it just gives you an uneasy feeling knowing that you're spending potentially thousands of dollars with Google while they are also knowing exactly what, those, what your conversions are worth to you. you know, other reasons why um, you wouldn't use Google? you know, why you would pick a, a third party as opposed to Google, it's just in, in the audit side. You know, you want a third party to tell you how your Google ad spends are doing and your Yahoo and your Microsoft. Uh, you know, it, it's just, 
if you look at the cost of analytics packages, you know, us and people in our, in our range, it's a tiny, tiny fraction of what you spend generally for your marketing. So it becomes, you know, almost, you know, a necessity to, to want to really take that away from the company that you're spending <clears throat> the money with and making it a third-party audit. Um, some other reasons are, you know, just, you know, like I mentioned before, you know, the click fraud reporting is that, you know, Google provides very little visibility into that, and we provide a lot more. We'll tell you clicks by country. We look for patterns that, uh, you know, don't look right. And <clears throat> from our software, you can produce reports that you can then send to Google and ask for a refund. You know, a lot of times they'll give it to you. A lot. Sometimes they won't, but they'll be able to compare it against their data to tell if there's actually click fraud going on. Now, have you been able to compare your reports against uh, reports like Google Issues or reports like Google has offered um, clients of yours? Yeah. Um, yeah, we get that all the time. Uh, you know, it, it's typically, um, you know, in terms of traffic, for instance, we'll start with traffic. Uh, Google tends to, um, you know, show less traffic than us, and I'm sure most people in our, in our space. Um, just because, you know, you know, if it's a free product, uh, you know, versus a pay product, you know, the people are getting paid, you know, you're generally getting paid for traffic, so they really want to optimize, you know, their, their networks. They really want to optimize, you know, make sure every single hit is tracked, you know, where it's less important for a free product. And that, that is another reason why you want, want, wouldn't want to go there. Um, in terms of, like, conversion, you know, conversions and ROI, uh, you know, I, I don't really know. You know, I don't really have a good feel for that. Um, you know, Matt, are you there, Matt? Yeah, I am. You want to, you want to chime in on this one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I no, nothing that uh, nothing that uh, you know have have done any research on uh, comparing two reports. I mean, I hear from partners regularly that uh, you know there's different different ways methods that they count versus what we count, and the uh, the accuracy of one report versus the other. I mean, it's really dependent on what the partner. You know, again, we focus primarily on partners, which actually sell our solutions out to their clients as well. So. Um, you know, it's it's usually the SEO that is bringing this to our attention, and not pretty much not not primarily the uh, the small business owner. If I can jump in here again for for a second, I'm just going to move us a, a little bit away. Although we had an opportunity last time to to discuss Hitslink a bit, I'd like to pull us just to to a different one of your products, and that's Publish Plus. Um, and if you can, you know, give the I don't know, 60 second elevator pitch. So there's some some additional time to ask some some more questions. Um, but if you can explain what is this to our listeners, uh, sure, perfect. It's a content management system, and the, the point of it is 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 so that you don't have to, um, uh, you know, release a whole new version of your website when you want to change um, some you know some text here. Like for instance, if you have a section on your website that's for latest news. Through the Publish Plus interface, you can update that your your latest news, and it just automatically updates on your website. So it solves a problem where marketing people typically want to add content to a website. They don't want to have to go to the webmaster every time, and they want to do it in a you know more streamlined, automated fashion. So that that's where Publish Plus comes in. So it's you know it's latest news. It's you know any kind of content that's that's dynamic. That uh, that that you don't want really want to do uh, go through a webmaster. One now, of the what's important for when I was working as an SEO or, or the people SEO, you know, the SEOs who may be pondering using a system like this for our oh. clients because we really don't want them using you know Dreamweaver on on their sites or something right, like right. that. Um, what sort of code are we now having to add into the site, and what sort of controls do we have over what? 
um, what the end user can can do with their site. Well, what the, the way it, it operates is that you paste you know a small piece of uh, script onto your website in the in the sections where you want the content to appear. So, and then um, then you have you know the, your published plus, plus interface where you need you know credentials to log in. And then, uh, you know, once somebody logs in, they can they can put things into a queue for review. Uh, you know, typical content management, you know, functionality uh, where you know you edit it, review it, and then post it when when it's uh, when it's acceptable. Gotcha. If I can jump here to to another one of your products, you have so many of them, and I know we have a limited time, so I do want to you know try and cover a few of them. Your search terms dot com. Maybe can you tell us what would make this different than the other tools that we might be using? Uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the, the functionality of search terms is, is that, that separates it is, is historical tracking. For instance, we'll take a look at your ranking over time. Uh, we'll take a look at your link popularity over time, and we'll be able to like uh, schedule reporting to deliver those reports to you on a, at any sort of interval. Um, in addition to that, you know, we, we provide a lot of the, the functionality you'll see uh, in terms of, like, you know, the keyword effectiveness index, uh, looking for, you know, your optimal keywords and how much competition there is for your keywords. And that's more and that, you need to know both. You need to know how many searches there are, and you need to know how many websites there are that you're competing against. And so that's the primary function of searchterms.com is to, to balance those out and give you an, an index that tells you what, what the most effective keywords are for you. Now, is there any way for webmasters to use all of these services together as a bundle? Yeah, you know, that's kind of interesting because, you know, we talk about, like, the future of, you know, our company all the time and, and you know, strategy, and, and definitely we see a future where we bundle all of these things together, you know, in a, in a lower cost you know, like sort of like webmaster pack. Or, you know, another way to look at it is looking at, at analytics as uh, somewhat of a platform for some of these because, you know, if you're, if you're tracking uh, stats on your website, well, we already know what your website is. We already have a lot of information. Why don't we just go ahead and use, like, our, our monitoring service as a little add-on on analytics? So some of the bundling might be, like, creating, like, a, you know, a multi-purpose product and some of it might just be like creating a bundle that's, you know, a low-cost webmaster pack, you know, for everyone. I can jump in here once again for a sec. I'd like to flash back to the, to the search terms. Now, you mentioned the, the competition, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that you'll give people the, the competition. Um, can you maybe let us know? A little, obviously, you can't give us the, the full algorithm or, or whatnot, but what sort of factors are you considering when you're deciding how competitive a term is? Is, is it a, like a KEI from Word Tracker or... Um, yeah, what are you taking a look at? We are using a KEI, yes. And there, there is, there's a mathematical formula that I can't recite right now, <laughs> but it, it, it takes a look at you know, your searches versus the, the number of sites that have that search term on it. And then it, 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 it rates it, and again, I can't, I can't recite the, the, the formula for it, but we are using the standard key KEI formula to determine that. Perfect. Now, maybe is there anything that you can tell us that you may have coming up? I notice you have survey, um, surveyware coming up soon, which is great because I know a lot of people have some problems getting surveys on there and managing them um, on their site. Is there anything that we might not be able to find on your site that you have coming up in the not-too-distant future? Well, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, we have Hitslink Platinum coming up, which is going to be a very interesting product. Uh, you know, surveywares were taken, you know, surveywear.com is, is uh, 
we're taking an interesting strategy with that is that we're, we're trying to build in some social networking functionality into it where, you know, from, it's the same, it's the same concept with our, with our analytics product is that, you know, if we give away a free version, you know, for people that are on, you know, whatever social networking site, they get to know the product and they, they'll upgrade and they eventually, you know, become corporate customers. Same thing with Surveyware. We want to produce some and integrate them into social networking sites, and we're working on a number of deals right now to, to get some of those integrations in, where, you know, you can do some surveys, you know, low-end surveys for free, and then kind of move into more of a corporate-level kind of product. And that's a strategy that's worked extremely well for us in the analytics space, and we want to take that onto the survey space, too. Well, gentlemen, it's happening to us again. I have a dozen more questions I'd like to ask, but we're really quickly running out of time. So um, I'm going to get the what I think is the, the best of them in there. Um, and then I guess you guys will have another minute to emphasize any points that you really want to. But um, if you use properly, I want to jump back to hit links really quickly. Analytics is, the, is definitely the word of the year. And um, if used properly... Mm-hmm. What can webmasters discover about visitors to their sites if, 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 you, if you're using hit links properly? Well, you know, we have two types of, you know, major uh, data, data that, that people can go after. One is, you know, typical traffic. You know, we're, see what, you know, you could be surprised at, like, what countries are, are sending visitors to your site. Or, you know, we have full geolocation in our, in our, in our visitors report. Uh, what I have, have always found that our customers get the most surprised about is finding out that a lot of their marketing campaigns are ineffective. And, and that's really the value is that, you know, marketing, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. And what, what a properly used analytics package will tell you is what works and what, what doesn't work. And it's, it's all relative because, you know, it's not like an accounting system. Sometimes the, uh, you know, the numbers you have to just look at is relative because, you know, for instance, a person comes in and they, they use a, a, their work browser and then they go home and purchase something. Well, there's no way to tie those two together. So it's just all relative numbers. So, you know, yeah, the, the thing that our customers tell us over and over again is that they were able to save money because they were able to reduce their spend in one campaign while at the same time realizing that a campaign that they didn't think was working very well was actually very effective and they could increase their spend on that. Okay. Um, we're down to our final minute, gentlemen. Is there anything that you want to emphasize to the, to the listeners before, before we have to take a break? Yeah, um, one of our strengths at Net Applications is our partner programs. Uh, so, you know, Net Applications is the, is the parent company of HitsLink and all these other products. And our partner programs allow you to um, co-brand and to completely white label our products. So, it, the one thing I would definitely, it, it's a di- big differentiator between us and everyone else in this space is that our partnering capabilities are, are really robust and we pay um, starting 40% commission up to 50% commission on all sales. And also, just to reiterate from this end, is uh, that's our primary focus, and that's one of the reasons that we sell through the channel and not try to sell direct, is we partner with people that are are in the market to give their clients uh, a successful and a tool that they could utilize, and in return, what we do for the partners is pay them the percentage of revenue. So that's, as we talked about last time, Jim, that's one of our biggest focuses is driving additional partners, which the partners drive additional clients as well. So... Uh, you know, that's one of the pieces that coming up at Ad Tech next week, uh, I will be on the floor with my counterpart as well and uh, looking to meet and greet with some new partners and prospects as well. 
Well, you know, I hope when we're down there that, that we get a chance to meet and greet with each other. Um, AdTech's a great show, um, and I look forward to seeing you guys down there. Thank you so much for being on The Alternatives today. Great. Thanks, great. Thank you. Guys, uh, friends, we're going to be back in a few minutes. We have to, again, pay some bills. They, they make us do that around here. And we're coming back with Stefan Spencer. Um, Stefan is at the Web 2.0 conference in San Francisco right now, and I think he's got a whole bunch of interest and stuff to tell us. Um, we'll be back in about two minutes here on The Alternatives on webmasterradio.fm, sponsored by the ISCDN.org. Stay tuned. The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm. We'll be back after this short commercial break. Best of the Web, the Internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships, 60 days free advertising, no shame. And don't forget the Best of the Web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. And now, transport back into the alternative on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host, Jim Hedger. Okay, we're back, rounding up the hour here on the alternative. And, uh, you know, we have one of the most interesting people in, uh, in technology right now, um, as, as our guest, uh, Stefan Spencer. He's a, uh, a writer, an SEO consultant, an SEM consultant. He has uh, some of the best brands underneath his belt now. And he is at Web 2.0 in San Francisco. He's provi- providing coverage of Web 2.0 that um, I think many of us have been reading avidly. And, uh, Stefan, welcome to The Alternative. Thank you so much for saying you to come on. Oh, well, thank you, Jim. Thanks for having me. Well, how's San Francisco? I'm, I'm going to be there in a few days. How's the weather? Uh, it's not too bad. It was it was better earlier in the week, but I'll tell you it's been a great show here. Uh, it's uh, it's just so much going on. It's amazing the people you meet. It's been incredible for networking. Well, how's uh, I mean Web 2.0 is this is a conference that a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, I think, would really want to get to, but it isn't on their normal travel schedule or their companies aren't sending them there. Um, what's the value of being at that conference? Well, as I said, it's really about getting to know the right sort of people, and and uh, you know, it's it's amazing. Just meeting the right person could cut five years of hard slog off your career path, and uh, you know, so Web 2.0 Expo is probably the only place that you'll be able to hobnob with people like Tim O'Reilly, John Battelle, um, you know, some of these really interesting startups in the Web 2.0 space and VCs, and just it's amazing what's happening in the in the Bay Area, and it's all right there. 
you have people coming from all over the world. Uh, it's um, yeah, it's just a real hub for for what's happening. This is my first uh, Web 2.0 conference. The Web 2.0 Expo is actually a brand new conference. Uh, it's a sister conference because Web 2.0 has gone invitation only. So if you wanted to go to the to the main Web 2.0 conference, you're probably going to be out of luck. So that's where the Web 2.0 Expo comes in, and they're like 10,000 people. It's just crazy. It's a it's a zoo, but a lot of fun. So what what what's some of the cooler things that you've seen there? Stuff that mightn't have made it out to the web yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's so many. Okay. Well, let's start with robotreplay.com. So Robot Replay allows you to capture the mouse gestures of your visitors, and you can play them back. Right, so imagine sending an email uh, with a link to a hot prospect, and you you want to actually track their path through your website, what they're clicking on, what they're not, what they're mousing over, but not actually clicking on, you know, where they're going on your pages and so forth. Mm-hmm. You can now do this. You can track individual people and see where where they're going and what they're doing. Um, so that's that's actually a free beta. You can sign up right now. Um, they demoed this thing at uh, at the Ignite session, uh, which was on Sunday night. That, that was that was awesome. Uh, the, these lightning rounds of five minutes each, and the slides had to keep going every 15 seconds. So. Um, they could not control the slides, and so they're demoing different products and, and giving uh, uh, kind of overviews on, on new technologies and so forth. It was awesome. So um, it was at Ignite that I heard about Robot Replay, and, and wow. Uh, so just go and sign up for, for that. Another one that I, I saw at uh, Ignite is a, um, a, a technology which isn't going to be terribly relevant to most of our, our listeners, but it's going to it, it could potentially have wide uh, impact in, in the third world, and that is uh, a device that's about the size of a yo-yo and kind of looks like a, a yo-yo, and you pull it, and it generates electricity. So oh, you kidding. pull it for a minute, and, and you, you can actually generate enough electricity to charge your cell phone battery for 20 minutes or, or you know, like talk time of two hours. It's really amazing. That's that's incredible. If they can get if they can get something like that on airplanes from my laptop, I will be so pleased because those plugs in the back of the seat never work. Yep, exactly. But just imagine if you're out in the desert or something, and you want to power your laptop. Now you can do it <laughs> and go around the world at the same time. Yep, that's pretty cool. What else is happening down there? I mean, you're, you're, the reports that you've been putting on your blog on, Steven, on Stephen Spencer's scatterings have just been um, almost breathless in their intensity. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm having trouble keeping up with all the blogging because I have to, you know, kind of go to the parties, and that's it, it, it's amazing what you um, what you learn, not necessarily in the sessions as much as in the hallways, and as is the case for search engine strategies and any other conferences, just the uh, hobnobbing with different people and the secrets that they'll share with you and tips and so forth that they don't share in public forums, and uh, you know, so y- you need to to be kind of in the scene to get to get that sort of knowledge and information but um also I need to find time to be blogging I can't do it live during the the sessions because I I want to put more time into the into the post so I've got a, uh, at least a few more posts up my sleeve uh one about APIs uh the you know, just the the power of APIs to generate content for your website um there's a great uh, there was a great session by um the guy who runs programmableweb.com. So if you're familiar with Programmable Web, they have this uh, open APIs list, which is hugely useful if you want to 
pull in some free content and do some mashups and, and so forth and get that spidered by the search engines, get some traffic and so forth and blend in some user-generated content on top of that and so forth. So expect a, uh, a, um, a review of that, uh, of that panel session or actually that, that individual session coming up here in the next, uh, next day on my blog. That was a great one. Um, Oh, it will be another one. Oh, this is this is fantastic. The Four Hour Work Week. So what? this is the name of a book that's coming up. That uh, the the author gave a presentation. He was one of those lightning round five minute presentations, and it was one of the best presentations of the conference. It was only five minutes. This guy he he was voted one of the top uh, presentations in that in that Ignite session. So there was all this voting and everything. It was, it was, it's wild. They've got this Moses uh, thing running at the at M O Z E S uh, running while the presenters are speaking, and you can heckle from the audience sending these instant messages that the whole audience can see. You know, so somebody was wearing uh, an outfit that looked like it was from the 80s and, and somebody was heckling. Uh, was, the whole audience started cracking up when they saw it. Don Johnson wants his suit back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, this low information diet uh, was the topic of this presentation. Um, the, the author of The Four-Hour Workweek, which is a book that's coming out soon, uh, it was it was so compelling. So he became a keynote uh, during the uh, Wednesday session. Uh, during the Wednesday uh, uh, keynote slot, he had he gave his five minute presentation to an audience of thousands of people, uh, whereas the Ignite session was much smaller. But boy, the the the, the whole the concept of outsourcing your life to um, other people. If you can if you can pay somebody half or less of what you get paid to do the same thing. Or you know how much your time is worth, then do it. He's got people that he's got like 20 MBAs from all over the world in different locations around the world that he outsources bits of his life to. So um, there's somebody in Croatia that uh, during the right sort of time zone um, he has him doing work and so forth. And anything that he can outsource, whether it's uh, picking up the laundry from the uh, dry cleaners or whatever it is, he will outsource it. Including answering emails and you name it, uh, it was it, it was inspirational. <laughs> Although for the for the money he's paying, you, you expect that those guys are working more than four hours, eh? Oh yeah, I mean those people are working. Uh, the people that are working for him are working more than four hours, but he literally only spends four hours a week on his business. He spends more time on writing his book because that's uh, that's he's doing a lot of research and it's a lot of fun for him, but. Keeping his, he's got actually two businesses. He keeps both of them running with under four hours a, a week of, of his own personal time investment. That's impressive. And he's probably hoping the people working for him never read his book. Uh, <laughs> um, I had a quick question for you. Now, I had a chance, of course, uh, having, having visited your site, stephanspencer.com. Um, you, know, you, you put up a post. You, you mentioned John Battelle earlier. He had an interesting conversation with Eric Schmidt, and I, I wanted to get your take on, on how that conversation went. Um, and, and one specific point in it, although feel free to, to make mention of, of any of the points, but um, of Google's launch of, of the presentation, the competition with Office now, of course, uh, Schmidt kind of dipsy-doodling around that subject a little bit, but what's your take? Is this a real challenge, um, and how does this fit into the, into the overall strategy as you see it? Yeah, well, I, I think it makes so much sense that uh, that, that was the missing piece. So I think this is now a viable option uh, for somebody who's who's on Microsoft Office to 
kind of migrate much of their work to a more collaborative sort of web-based environment. What's, what, what I think is really interesting, though, and, and this was a point raised um, in, an, in another session at, at the Web2 Open, which is actually a, a, a kind of a sister conference happening right at the same time, but you can just show up and, and kind of become the speaker. It's kind of like a... Um, a, a meetup or an unconference sort of thing, and um, one, one of the speakers, uh, one of the person that was just in the audience who was chiming in, had a really important point. He's actually the chairman of the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, Brad Templeton. He said that um, as we move these things into the web world, that are normally desktop applications, we lose the power of the Fourth Amendment. We the Fourth Amendment, uh, the way it's been interpreted by the courts, you, you can't, you can no longer protect the uh, the data that you put out there in the web space. So you have confidential or important documents that are being collaborated on and shared, or just used individually by yourself, and your Fourth Amendment's gone. Ouch! So that's something to consider. It needs to kind of come into the equation, but that wasn't even brought up during the, the keynote, and I, I wouldn't have been, I would have been very surprised if it would have been, but um, the, 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 definitely, I would say Microsoft should be worried about this uh, uh, this new launch of, of the um, you know, PowerPoint competitor, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I would see it as a, a, something that I would switch a lot of um, my PowerPoints to, because a lot of my presentations are meant to be delivered while I have an internet connection. And it just makes a lot of sense. Well, I think that uh, Google and, uh, has both Microsoft and Yahoo worried on a number of fronts. Um, and I'm assuming Google is very well represented. Is very well well represented down there. But um, is there anything interesting that Microsoft or uh, or Yahoo are offering at at Web 2.0? Well, you know, it's funny that you asked that because um, I was really impressed by a little campaign that they did at the conference. They had a contest where they were uh, soliciting for the best ideas, and uh, there was a prize of a thousand dollars. They they got um, I, I'm not sure how many applications in, but these applications you just you know people were writing on the backs of envelopes and so forth and stapling it to their application form because they were running out of room and things and and somebody won a thousand bucks just by scribbling down an idea um, and just think what Microsoft could do with one of those ideas that's the best one or the top three or four or whatever these are ideas to help them better serve the developer community and provide a bigger um, better community for their developers and wow what a what a cool thing for Microsoft to do so that, that was really impressive and, and they got this thing going with uh, Hugh McCloud you know from Gaping Void where he's uh, creating illustrations for Microsoft and there's this one banner that was just cracking me up it was huge this picture of a uh, an illustration of this kind of monster thing with big sharp teeth and um, uh, I forget what the caption was that went with it, but it was something to the effect of Microsoft um, either reinvent yourselves or innovate or whatever, or go away, or you know, or, or die or whatever it was. It was it was quite a, a clever statement. Here, Microsoft is taking that uh, illustration, that statement, blowing it up to huge size on these huge banners and sticking them around the Web 2.0 conference. That was cool. Interesting. You know, whenever I think of Microsoft, I think of their butterflies, and I think of butterflies caught in a web, and I just get depressed. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of sad. Um, what else is on the horizon? What do you see? What's the philosophy down there? What are what are people talking about? What are they really? What are 
what's the audience excited about? Well, um, there's just so much uh, happening. I mean, just the, the innovation that's happening. I was, I was finding out about new technologies that are, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to keep up. You know, I'm, it's not like I'm um, you know, putting my head in, a, in, the, under, in the sand or something, but um, I had just heard at the conference of Ustream, Ustream.tv, this is a huge new trend for Web 2.0 of the whole sort of um, putting your life out there for the world to see sort of thing that, you know, the the Truman Show, basically. So Chris Perillo is doing it. Chris Perillo from Locker Gnome, and he has the Gnome of Ducks conference. Of course Chris is doing it. He, he, of course of he would course. Yeah, well, he's he's a total exhibitionist. <laughs> so, but also, there's this guy named Justin who has this Justin TV, and you can watch him. He's he's got a, a baseball uh, hat that he wears all the time with a with a, um, a camera attached to it. And so he he spoke at the conference as as well. Uh, Robert Scoble, you know, formerly of Microsoft, now with mm-hmm. PodTech, and he was wearing one of these gadget things with a. Uh, camera sticking out of his head, uh, you know, so they're all roaming around the conference, interviewing people, talking to people, and saying, God, this is exhausting, you know, being on, you know, 24 hours or whatever, I mean, you could even watch uh, uh, Chris, uh, you know, sleeping in his hotel room uh, last night, not that, you know, you'd want to, but, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's amazing, you can watch the sessions that he's sitting in. So you could have actually watched the the presentation that uh, Chris and Robert were giving at the end of the day yesterday just by going to Ustream. Uh, dot TV right. or going to the live dot com. That's amazing. You know what you know, I noticed? Just... My uh, my producer just logged in. That means he just heard that bit. I am in like so much trouble now. He's, he he wants one. I can tell. Barry wants <laughs> you to wear one of these. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Yeah, your 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 private life is now gone. <laughs> what, 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 what would they have made of the Russian night, eh? Um, <laughs> the Russian you're you're night. everywhere. I mean, like you say that you're trying to keep up with stuff, and I don't know how you fall behind. I, every time I go to a conference, you're there. You, um, you were at you were at SES last week. You're at AdTech this week. I understand that you're chairing a conference tomorrow. Luckily, it's in yes. San Francisco. How do you yeah, keep up? Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, know oh and do you it. live in New Zealand. Yep, I live in New Zealand, which uh, makes it really hard. But um, actually, I'm I'm moving. Um, I, I guess this will be my first public announcement of this. Is I'm I'm moving back. My family and I are moving back to to Wisconsin. Um, you know, we, we want to be back where the action is and the Americans in our own element and so forth. Uh, so it's been great being in New Zealand. Beautiful view of the ocean right from our house and everything. But I love America. I love living in America. And I want to be closer to my market and so forth. I don't want to do all these two-week travel um, stints. You know, they're they're really exhausting. So this it's almost been two weeks now on this trip. And yeah, I'm chairing a conference tomorrow for the American Marketing Association. It's um, search engine marketing and uh, hot topic search engine marketing. Should be a great little conference. Uh, intimate. We got uh, Amanda Camp from Google Google presenting and. Um, Chris Smith, formerly of superpages.com. So really some great speakers. Boy, I'm so ready to go home. <laughs> I have, I, I've got one more night, you know, and I'm, tomorrow night I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. You know, I'm, I'm flying back home. So, uh, yeah. You remember how cold on. Wisconsin is in the winter, right? Like, like yes, you remember I know. I'm, 
I'm I'm a Midwesterner, so yes, I grew up in in Ohio. I know all what the the weather's all all about. Yep. So yes, it's a small price to pay. And besides, you know what? The seasons are are reversed, and doing uh, Christmas on the beach is just too weird. It's the kind of weirdness a lot of us could handle, I think, uh, especially many of us <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> Yeah, yep. Oh, and you know what else happened this week, too? It's just, oh, everything's full on. There was this um, Forrester Research put on a uh, a vendor briefing day in their office in Foster City. I mean, this is just awesome. If you're you're plugged into the Web 2.0 scene, you get these sorts of opportunities. Well, she announced it, um, Charlene Lee, who's uh, one of their uh, analysts, announced it on her blog that they're doing this Web 2.0 analyst uh, briefing day. And it was complimentary. So any Web 2.0 vendor, somebody that's in the Web 2.0 space and that concepts, yep, we're we're doing some pretty cool Web 2.0 stuff and revolving around SEO and the long tail and so forth for our online retailers. So, yep, we got in. And, uh, boy, it was awesome. I got this half-hour session with Charlene Lee. Um, She's brilliant, eh? Amazing. Just amazing. I mean, you cannot put a price on that sort of opportunity. So absolutely, whatever you have to do, get to this conference next time. Well, so you find yourself in front of Charlene and Forrester's board, or Forrester's uh, panel. Um, what's the, that must be intimidating. I mean, I know you've spoken to, some, again, some of the largest brands in the country, but um, you know, these, are, these are some of the best statisticians um, out there. Uh, how was the experience? Well, it, it was really casual, um, so they had a whole bunch of analysts there, but you don't actually meet with more than one analyst at a time. So they'll book you with uh, up to two analysts. You get to choose uh, five, and then they just kind of schedule the day, and you have like a half hour with each of the two analysts at various times during the day, so you might have to stick around for three hours and twiddle your thumbs while you're waiting for the next appointment, but it's so worth it, and to have a half-hour one-on-one time with Charlene Lee, like I said, is just worth its weight in gold. Any uh, interesting uh, tidbits you walk, did you, that you walked away from that, you're, from that that you're able to talk about? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I had to, you know, I had to ask. Um, but the thing is, is you're mostly briefing them, so they're not going to share the tidbits w- with you as much as you're sharing uh, the tidbits with them. So jumping back a week, back to uh, New York, um, I know you were you were all over the New York show. Was there anything from there um, that that stands out in your mind? Um, boy, uh, well, the whole conference was great. Um, Great attendance. Uh, we had a booth there too. We got some good traffic there, some good leads. Um, um, had some great conversations. Uh, really did enjoy that Russian night. We went to uh, what was that Russian restaurant owned by Barishnikov? Um, that was amazing. Was it really? Uh, I didn't yeah, know that. Owned by Barishnikov. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I uh, forget the name of that, that restaurant, but it was, it was close to. Yeah. Okay. So that was an awesome night. So we got to. I, on one side of me, I had Jim Boykin. Uh, from We Build Pages. On the other side, I had uh, Seth Besmertnik from, uh, he's the CEO of Link Experts. Now, there's a cool company based in Manhattan, and they're doing the, the text link um, you know, brokering thing and doing a fantastic job of it. But just to, to compete in Manhattan and have to pay the kinds of prices you have to pay people and uh, the lease uh, costs and you know, the rentals and everything, it's just, oh, it's just crazy. And yet they're able to 
to go at gangbusters. I got some amazing clients and everything. So I get to talk to people like him and, and Jim Boykin, who's like, he's got his Link Ninjas doing just the most amazing things. Uh, so I mean, that, that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, try to paint a picture of that night to people. Um, the the Russian band playing this uh, this dark, for, almost forbidding atmosphere. Um, that how, I have no idea how many different flavors of vodka on the table. Um, the I know. The black the caviar, vodka, um, yeah, it's crazy. It <laughs> and it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. <laughs> uh, I think as I wrote in my blog, um, you know, we were way too tired to be serious, so it became serious fun instead. Yeah, but um, I, I didn't drink that much, so I re- retained a lot of the wonderful tidbits I got out of that evening. So that's good. Well, if you can <laughs> remind me what I said, um, I'm kind of curious myself. I understand I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you spilled any secrets, though, so I think it's fine. <laughs> well, that's because I'm the, I'm the model of discretion. It's it's it's, it's an occupational hazard. <laughs> good. Good, good, we're good we're running close to time now. We got about uh, three minutes left here on the alternative. Um, Stefan, is there anything you want to get out to the to the audience before we before we have to take a break and actually go and move into the next show? Yeah. Well, well, like I said, that four hour work week thing was the most powerful um, concept that I got out of the entire conference. Even though I heard some amazing technologies and and, and all sorts of Web two point ish type stuff. Um, that is immediately applicable to everybody listening. So the, the concepts that he had around batching, around firing your your customers that aren't uh, generating the uh, the ninety five percent of your profit, and and outsourcing your life, and scheduling your life in advance, all those sorts of concepts are just so powerful, and every single one of your listeners can uh, can benefit from. So look for a blog post uh, from me coming soon in the next day or so with uh, a recap of uh, of that presentation. Well, as soon as it's out, um, I'm going to link to it from sitepronews.com. So there's a couple different ways folks can get to it. And there was something else that you said earlier today that uh, early in this conversation I want to harp on. Um, being at these conferences, meeting, these, meeting some of the people that you meet, um, I just want to double reiterate what you said. Uh, it, it can set your career ahead five years in a five-minute conversation, and there's there's no way to get around that. It's uh, you, if you want to move ahead in the in the sector, you've got to be at these shows. That's the, that is it in a nutshell. Absolutely. Well, Stefan, thank you so much for uh, for coming on the alternatives. Um, I, you must be exhausted. I hope you have a safe trip home, and I look forward to. Uh, well, actually, when do I get to see you again? Where, where, where are you besides tomorrow? Where are you appearing next? Um, I'll be speaking at ACCM uh, next month. Uh, got another um, another one of the AMA Hot Topic Search Engine Marketing Conferences. It's a re- uh, traveling road show. So next month, um, uh, that's May. Uh, 25th in New York City, and then in June, June 22nd in uh, Chicago. So I got those coming up. Um, I'll be at SMX, so I'll be speaking there. I'll be on the Give It Up panel. So we're supposed to spill our secrets, and hopefully Matt Cutts won't show up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know he's monitoring on your watch, right? Oh darn! <laughs> They're everywhere. They're, they're, they're like Webmaster Radio. They are everywhere. Um, oh, they're, they're, they're great. You know, Seattle, I show in Amanda Seattle. Camp. That's excellent. Yeah. I, I interviewed Amanda Camp from, from Google and Vanessa Fox from Google, and they're just so giving of, and, you know, just 
really, truly helpful. So if you want those podcasts, they're also on my blog, too. And I love the people from Google. They're awesome. Okay, what's the, uh, just for the, for the audience, what's the address of your blog? StephanSpencer.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N, Spencer, with a C, um, .com. Um, again, Stefan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. It's been a really fun conversation. Um, I guess I don't get to see you until Seattle, but I really look forward to that. And um, we're out of time here, folks. Uh, thanks for listening to The Alternative on webmasterradio.fm, sponsored by, by the ISEDN.org. And um, ISEDN is going to be in uh, San Francisco at AdTech next week. Hoping to see as many people there as possible. Webmaster Radio FM is going to be in, uh, at AdTech in uh, San Francisco next week. I'm hoping to interview as many people as possible. Folks, come out to the shows. Check out our booths. Um, that's ICDN and Webmaster Radio FM. I'm Jim Hedger on behalf of Dave Davies. For the alternative of Webmaster Radio FM, it's the ICDN.org. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>